0: What is a genre you find most challenging to read or engage with? <laughs> Your eyes are darting all over <laughs> <right, please. laughs>
1: Um, maybe romance. Okay. Romance novels, yeah. I find them corny. I'm not. I don't think I'm a hopeless romantic either. So maybe I just can't relate. Isn't the
0: corniness the selling point of romance novels? I feel like.
1: I guess corniness is part of it, maybe. I don't know. I just don't enjoy them. I don't like how the women are always the damsels in distress and the men are always the heroes to save them and everything. And I know there's more to romance than that, but like the the genre in general is that storyline tech flow. It's not my thing. When people show you who they are, believe them.
0: Yes listeners, so the lovely voice you've been hearing has been Dalkoa. We have a self-confessed book addict joining us today. And (laughs) I know I'm introducing you, but I do want to sneak a question in. Just because on your website, right, which is africanbooksaddict.com, which everyone should definitely go check out, you mentioned that you've been obsessed with books written by people of African descent, writers from Africa and the diaspora. First things first, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: And now the question how early did you realize this was an itch you wanted to to scratch like wanting to have or read from african writers because speaking personally for myself that came pretty late on in my life like the last five years that's when i was like you know what i probably want to get stories in the genre from people who kind of look like me because the characters are more relatable and in terms of their writing it feels more expressive to me i'm curious how early that was for you
1: so i wasn't like i'm not one of those readers who used to love reading when i was a child i started reading i used to i started loving to read when i was like 13. before that every time i was being forced to read like the fact that you're forcing me is what i won't do kind of thing (laughs) okay but like when i turned 13 and i started reading books from my mother's bookshelf you know Maya Angelou's books, oh, Lorraine wow. Hansberry's books, yeah, books like that.
0: You started really on it. I was going to say, oh, Animorphs or so like goosebumps, and she's like, oh no, <laughs> like <laughs>
1: yeah. So it was like I was more drawn to books with black characters. Like even in high school, in GIS, there were kind of there are quite a few books that had black characters that I was drawn to. So I was always picking out those books. Like if I see a black girl on the cover, I would go for that. then Goosebumps or Animorphs. Like I'm not really a sci-fi type of girl. Okay. Okay. Those stories didn't really um, interest me. Yeah. So it's like when I was 13, that's when I started reading more of those books. But like I wasn't like an avid reader at the time. I was just like reading what I wanted from my mother's bookshelf and stuff like that. But then... Like, around 2012, 2013, when I graduated from college and I was in the U.S. for some time. Like, America can be a very lonely place, so... <laughs> you saw some I,
0: comfort in the pages. Yeah, <laughs> I did do.
1: So, it's not just African books. It's books by black authors. So, when I started reading... Like, when I started having interest in books, it was books by African Americans that I really liked. Mm-hmm. And then later on is when I ventured into African literature. So, like, when I was in the U.S. and I was feeling lonely... And I needed to like relate to people that I wasn't really relating to. I was, I would take out a book by an African writer or I'd go to the bookstore and, you know, get like a book by Chimamanda and like be really engrossed in the writing and really tasted your love she's writing about. So really like, you know, understand? like it helped, it helped me cope during the time. And then when I moved back to Ghana, it became more like I was just very, I was very, I was addicted. I was addicted to buying more books and reading more books by black authors, and it, and it extended into Caribbean literature, black British literature, you know, Ghanaian literature. So yeah, I hope I've answered your question.
0: You did. So definitely from your teenage years. And then fast forward, the loneliness.
1: Yeah, loneliness. And also just like trying to understand myself because...
0: <laughs> okay, no, that's fair. No, I was uncomfortable with loneliness, but I felt that probably was a much, honestly, deeper drive than loneliness. And I think it might have been the trying to understand yourself a bit more.
1: Yeah, trying to understand myself. Because a lot of the books I was reading were diaspora literature books. So a lot of the characters and the stories I was reading, they migrated to the U.S. Or maybe they were Americans by birth. I'm an American by birth. And so okay. like just trying to see how these characters navigate their worlds and see how I'm navigating my world. Compare and contrast. And then maybe try and get a greater understanding of my world and who I am. And what I call myself to be kind of thing. Yeah, so it was like me trying to find myself as well. Yeah.
0: Okay, so like a a handy exploration guide, but the destination is you in a weird runabout way. Okay. So I tried to start a book club and failed miserably a while back. Shout out to Matt, Sel, (laughs) Taylor. Whenever you listen to this, you are the reason why I have PTSD from Slack. But... (laughs) I am impressed by the fact that you kind of went all out, not just reading, but also reviewing and also have a website up and recommending. What's the Where's that drive coming from? Is it just that you have all this energy, all this in you you want to put out or are you actively trying to just, you know, put people on on good books and get them reading?
1: I mean, to this day, I asked myself that question because at the time, I started the book blog in 2014 when I started dental school here in Ghana. Okay. So I didn't really have a lot of time to read, but I was using it as like a decompressor so like i would find time i would intentionally find time and read and make sure i finish certain books before i start studying and everything like that so i don't know like my vim was so strong at the time (laughs) like every book i was reading i was reviewing i was reading like 30 books a year kind of thing jesus (laughs) so yeah i don't i don't know how i don't know where the vim came from like also, like, because I was very busy, I was able to... You know when you're very busy, you're able to manage Plan your better. time properly. Yeah, uh-huh. it's weird, so weird, right? Helped. <laughs> yes. So it helped. it helped in, like, me reading more and being more interested and very passionate about reading, you know? But now in this pandemic, now that I'm done with school, yeah. like, I'm not even reading as much. It's so painful. Like, I can't <laughs> read as much. So yeah, I don't know where the VIM came from, but definitely being in school and it helping me to decompress and like giving me joy outside of school because school is very stressful. That's the main driving force behind that.
0: Do you ever fancy being on the other side, like being the one with the name on the book or for you all the enjoyment fulfillment comes from just reading oh
1: no it's just reading like i'm not a writer i don't consider myself to be a writer yes i write book reviews i'm not a creative writer i mean i could do some non-fiction writing based on myself but who cares about what i have to say
0: no but that's how it starts though i mean who cares <laughs> no who cares about your blog which now became a website like
1: mm. these
0: things stack up don't they
1: <laughs> yeah i mean i'm a reader i'm chiefly a reader i don't i don't consider myself to be a writer i mean I, there's so many pieces i want to write about but like the vim to do that is not even there. so it's like <laughs> i'm just a reader okay just a reader
0: okay i mean that's what you say in 2021 so we'll see if <laughs> that stance changes anytime soon We'll see. so you you go on your website you can also submit books for a review as well right have you been able to get in touch with any of the Authors of the books you've reviewed?
1: Oh yeah, I think I've been able to cultivate some good relationships with various writers thanks to my book blog.
0: Website? It is a website.
1: <laughs> and, but isn't a website a book blog, or they are different?
0: Well, a blog kind of, sus- I guess, a, a blog denotes it might just be very hobbyist. I feel like a website just means like she's really putting in the work.
1: Oh, okay.
0: I don't know. This All could right. be a distinction I'm making. So. <laughs> Well, to I'm flattered.
1: You. Website too. Yeah, website. Yeah, take it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I've been able to cultivate some good relationships. So I've, I have various interviews on the website with various writers, especially like during March. I like to interview Ghanaian writers like Aisha Haruna Atta, Francis Mensah Williams, you know, all these various writers. um, And also some from the U.S. and the Caribbean as well, because they've all... I guess they've all read some of the reviews I wrote about their books and they're happy about it. So, yeah, but people do request for book reviews <laughs> and the thing is that the book, the website is, was chiefly created out of, a, out of my hobby. So yeah. like, I'm not like, I can't read your work and then review it if it's not in me. Cause I'm a very, I'm a mood reader. So if I, it's, if it's not in me to like read your work and review, I can't do it. And so it's just sad that I have so many submissions on my in email. But I can not respond to all of them because it's like this is a hobby for me like it's like for me to purposely feel like it's work yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't be able to enjoy reading anymore if that's how i went about things even though people are doing this for money i can't do it for money because i'm a mood reader okay it just won't work yeah
0: that's fair that's fair yeah have you put out any slightly negative review that you've had someone call you out on or push back on yeah so <laughs> you've been talking trash huh? book,
1: <laughs> i didn't even review it on my book blog on my website so i reviewed it on goodreads okay. and yeah and then the author sent me some long email he's some Ghanaian writer i mean i would i would love to spill the tea but let's just be okay let's Anonym- just be calm
0: anonymous Ghanaian writer
1: <laughs> uh, based in the uk and so he sent me some long emails Talking about how, like, he didn't understand how I gave his book such a bad review. Mind you, everybody hates this book. I'm not the only one that hates the book. Everybody <laughs> everybody hates the book. But, like, he sent me some long email. Because the thing is, I interviewed him initially on my book blog the, some months before. Because he's a Ghanaian. In March, I like to interview a lot of Ghanaians. And so, after I interviewed him, he thought I was doing free PR for him. And so, okay. when I reviewed his book badly, he, he took it very personally. And I was trying to explain to him that, like... It's possible for me to like you as a to like you as a person, but not like your work. Like yeah, it's possible, and, and but for this him, one
0: book. yeah.
1: Eh, for him, he took it so personal. His emails were long, so many back and forth. But then I just let it go, and I removed I removed the interview I did with him because it's like, ah, is it by force to like your book that I think is very patronizing to Ghanaians? No, it's not by force.
0: <laughs> but. I feel like with creators, though, when it comes to expressions of their work, people can get very, very attached. You're rolling your eyes. Very, very attached and sentimental. Because there's probably a message that he feels he's trying to convey. And he's probably a bit disappointed slash mad and angry that everybody's missing the point. And if it was as badly reviewed as you're saying, I could see that being a defensive reaction. Yeah, I
1: mean, I understood where he was coming from. And because I cared about his feelings, I didn't even review it on the on the website. I just did it on Goodreads. Goodreads, not Everybody, so many people use Goodreads. Yeah. yeah. And I don't even know how he found it on Goodreads. but me,
0: Though meaning he was reading all the reviews, most likely. Let
1: <laughs> <laughs> me not spill the tea. <laughs> um. But what books do you read?
0: Clearly, when I said Animorphs and Goosebumps and you rolled your eyes, I knew <laughs> we were not sci-fi. a match. Yeah, sci-fi fantasy. Oh, nice. So... Um, a couple years ago, just started getting curious about African sci fi and fantasy because we do have all these local legends, and it would be insane if it's not written down in books. And it turns out there's actually a pretty, pretty good collection of writers mm-hmm. out there, like uh, some mm-hmm. South African, uh, Tate Thompson, some really old Zimbabwean writer. So,
1: Nene la- Oko-
0: Okara for, yeah, yeah, her books were. Are fucking amazing. Like her pen game is elite. Mm-hmm. So the last couple of years has just been me intentionally just reading that particular genre. That's why I like. That's why I enjoy. So that's where you find me, essentially. That's cool. I'm not doing 30 books a year though. That's <laughs> I'm Charlie. doing. I'm doing like six at at, at the most. <laughs>
1: that's good. Any amount is fine. It's not a competition. I feel like on the internet, reading is is a competition people read 70 books a year 200 books a year and it's like are you actually digesting the books the books that you're reading like are you actually understanding and appreciating everything about the books but yeah reading has become a competition online
0: i feel like care has overtaken reading i could be wrong
1: um, <laughs> you see
0: yeah so nobody's really pushing their books now it's about how many greens there are behind you my personal theory though and
1: trend is really high now but i mean bookstagram i don't know if you go on bookstagram no
0: clearly i do uh-huh. not <laughs> bookstagram
1: booktube it's still very like it's flourishing people the the influencers are doing the most so charlie is still thriving
0: oh wow they are book influencers hey <laughs> let me not
1: spill the tea
0: oh wow literally <laughs> literary words influencers that's what's eh, up
1: yeah they're they're there
0: <laughs> that's insane yeah. Right, I'll definitely check it out. I want to see what's going on on these, what, these weird streets. <laughs> are social creatures that rely on cooperation to survive and thrive and we do that by seeking and building relationships with others it is key to success in our careers social and personal lives on bad energy we are all about sharing and discussing incidents where we just have to cut someone off for our own good listen learn from us and if you have similar experiences we would love to hear them just use the hashtag gcr bad energy on any social media platform you ready dakowa
1: radio
0: on a scale of one to ten where ten is extremely difficult, how easy would you say it is to get to know you? I can take it uh-huh. again <laughs> if, we, if on a second to you know process it.
1: I feel like it depends on who you are. Though. It depends on who you are. If
0: give me an average score,
1: maybe six. Wait, wait. Ten is very difficult.
0: Yeah, so ten is very mm. difficult, and then one would be easy. Mm,
1: six, seven.
0: So not too difficult to get to know you then, as in
1: not too difficult, but not easy.
0: Okay, so reasonable, like a reasonable amount. Yeah any reason why it's not higher or lower or just
1: i'm not i feel like i'm an introvert i think i'm an introvert and like i'm not i wouldn't call myself easygoing i'm kind of serious (laughs) i don't particularly like to meet new people or make friends unless like i'm in a setting that requires that and so just like opening up and you know just being friends or people getting to know me i find it like it's not something i enjoy I enjoy doing. I don't know if I'm making sense.
0: Extremely garland. <laughs> <laughs> like,
1: I hate small talk. You know, I sound like I don't, I'm not into that. So I just be, I just would rather be in my corner and just like mind my business, read my book, be on my phone, you know?
0: Have you always been a six or seven or do you feel like there's been some subtle shifts?
1: I think I've always been, yeah. I think I've always been a six or a seven. I'm an introvert.
0: Ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah.
1: But
0: now we get to the part of the show where I ask you to share an incident in your life where you had to cut someone off just because they were bad vibes or energy. Dakoa, the floor is yours.
1: I didn't necessarily cut this person off because I couldn't cut the person off. <laughs> so when I was in professional school, there was this lecturer who everybody was afraid of because she's very she's a very difficult person. She's like, you said on a scale of 1 to 10, she's 25 <laughs>
0: damn she breaks skill, still and, hard. <laughs> like she's
1: difficult so everybody was afraid of her so one fine day she sees me she's like young lady come here and she's like where do i know you from and then i gave her like my background she's like yes okay okay go on go on and so from that day whenever she comes to class she's always picking on me to answer the questions and like even if i don't know like i have to say something because it's like you know so she's always picking on me to answer the questions and it was uncomfortable
0: and this is just because and just
1: because oh wow and so she's always picking on me to answer the questions or like when she wants to go around the class she'll start from me and if i'm sitting in the middle of the class like how do you start from the she middle starts
0: from you <laughs>
1: anyway so yeah she's, she's trying to get like
0: a circle going <laughs>
1: anyway so yeah when lockdown came we were home for like a month before we started having lectures again. And we weren't sure whether we would start Zoom lectures. So we were just like waiting for our lecturers to tell us what's happening. So I wake up in the morning around eight and then I see that she messaged me on my phone. I don't even know how she got my number.
0: You're talking SMS or?
1: This is WhatsApp. Okay. I don't know how she got my number. So I wake up at eight and I see that she messaged me at one. She's like, would you guys like to have Zoom lectures? I'm trying to get in touch with your classroom but he doesn't seem serious about the lectures. So let me know. <laughs> and so i get to the i talk to the class reps and i'm like this woman has messaged me how did she get my number kind of thing
0: this is your job and, yeah you should be dealing with this and we are like <laughs> and
1: I told her that we won the election so i told her that okay yeah we would like to have zoom lectures we want to continue with our learning before we go back and so from that time onward she was sending me the zoom links to send to the class and it's like i'm not the class rep why are you sending me the links kind of thing and when she sent it to it's like a command like send this to the class this. or like i'll be scheduling yeah. the times that we'll be meeting and things anyways it was annoying because i wasn't the class rep and i feel like it made the class reps look at me some kind of way because it's like ah you know like
0: why is she doing all this <laughs>
1: anyways so as i was scheduling her lectures for her and everything um <laughs> i'm sleeping in my somewhere again and then i wake up and i see that she messaged me like two hours before i woke up she's like yeah, I'm I'm trying to conduct a study on how COVID-19 has affected students in our school. So write an essay for me on how you guys are coping and give it to me by 6 p.m. this evening. Whoa. And so I wake up and I see the message and like my heart is beating because it's like, what the hell? <laughs> what <laughs> is this? And you can't say no to, like you can't say no to a Ghanaian lecture. You can't. So then... I complained to my mother, my mother too was like, eh, hey, see it as an honor. Like, she she knows you can do the work, so do it for her, you know? Yeah. You know how mothers <laughs> are, like, they're trying to gas you up yeah, like, yeah. and kind of thing. But it's like, I'm like, I was complaining, but then I had to do it at the end of the day. So I wrote the two, I wrote a two-page essay for her explaining everything. I let some people in my the class, like, edit it small, and then I sent it to her. And she was very grateful. I mean, this is the first time she's actually expressed gratitude to like to me in any kind of way. She was very grateful. Okay. Yeah, she was very grateful for everything. And I thought I was done with that. I was still scheduling her lectures for her because we we're still at home and everything. And then when we finally go back, she sends us a questionnaire that we have to fill out for her study. And okay. when I see the questionnaire, a lot of the student-based questions that she's asking is dito-dito from the essay that I gave her. Mm, like my words and everything, my words, my expressions, everything is detailed detail in the questionnaire. And at the end of the questionnaire, she thanks all those who contributed to hel- helping her with the questionnaire, and she referenced so many of the lecturers in our school. But there was no, re- there was no name. Like I wasn't part of the people that helped her. <laughs> Not, my words are the ones in the questionnaire. And so it paid me because it's like ah. So when this paper is finally published my name won't even be passed even though yes i'm a student but then students can also impart knowledge students can also help
0: there should be some attribution
1: yeah there was nothing <laughs> and so i was complaining to my mother and she's like so how would you feel if she didn't even use any of your words for the questionnaire like wouldn't you feel like you wasted your time if she hadn't even used like any of your content to help it and i'm like i mean i get that but it's like i don't know anyways after she forced us to to do the questionnaire Mind you, you're not supposed to force anyone to do a, to do a questionnaire because it's not ethical in academia.
0: It should be optional. Yeah, it's not yeah. ethical.
1: So after she forced us to do the questionnaire, um, yeah, so we're back in school and she gave us an internal assessment. So we're preparing for the internal assessment, which is actually a take home and everything. So as we're trying to do the internal assessment, she sends me another message in the morning okay. and she's like yeah so i'm conducting another study trying to see how you guys are coping with being back in school amidst this covid pandemic so write another essay for me and give it to me by evening time
0: and you're like yeah not again <laughs>
1: that's what i that in my heart i wanted to tell her no but in this situation like if i don't do it i won't i won't graduate <laughs> or i'll fail all her tests and i'll be in school for the next 10 years because i'm rebelling you like in our setting we can't we can't say no to our elders. Yeah. I mean, I wanted to cry at this point because it's like, we're back in school. I'm trying to work on my thesis. I'm trying to study for my mock exams. I'm trying to do your internal assessment. And now you want me to write an essay for you for a study that I won't even be credited on. And yes, I won't be... It's not everything that we have to do for credit, but it's like, I'm doing free labor here. This is clearly an abuse of power. <laughs> like, you understand? And so I wanted to block your number <laughs> from my phone.
0: How would you have explained that? Because... <laughs> She would have likely called you to figure out what was going on.
1: That's just what I was feeling at the time, but I couldn't block her number. And so, I mean, I had no choice but to do the essay. So, the whole day was dedicated to me doing the essay. I didn't even do the essay properly (laughs) because I just didn't care at this point. And so, I finally did it and I gave it to her. I can't remember what happened later after that, but I finally did it and I gave it to her. And I was just praying to God that she wouldn't message me again because, like... I'm back in school. I need to finish. Like, leave me alone. Let me concentrate. Let me do my work. But then, after that, she didn't message me again, but she gave us more questionnaires for her studies. <laughs> it was still like words from the essays that I gave her and everything. And also, in the internal assessment she gave us, like, she was. Kind of telling us that if we don't complete the questionnaire, we won't get our internal assessment results.
0: So you kind of had to, yeah, she was forcing you guys uh, to finish. And
1: so whenever whenever people were delaying in, in sending the questionnaire, she would message me and be like, tell your class members three people left. Then she would send me a pie chart of those left. <laughs> <laughs>
0: She gave you visuals. Hey, I love it. Chat. And then when I'm forwarding
1: all of this to the page, everybody just getting so pissed off. And I'm like, you people are, you people are annoyed. How much more me? Hey. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, she finally, like we finally did everything. We finally graduated and everything. And I mean, up to now, I haven't blocked her number or anything. But like when I was in that situation I felt very helpless like I was I was crying a lot cuz it's like I've never been in a situation where there's an abuse of power like and it was very painful to me because I went to I went to college in the US and like the lecturers there are always so eager to help you and they don't abuse their power and everything. But here it's like your own people are doing you bad. Your own people are...
0: You're going to know who's in charge. <laughs> You're definitely going to know who's in charge. That's the philosophy very
1: much. Yeah, I don't know. So I, I at the time I wanted to cut her off. She is bad vibes. She still is bad vibes. <laughs> but I mean, I couldn't because I, I was at her mercy, you know, so... Mm, i think that's the end of the story that's what i can remember for now
0: is she still your lecturer or how long do you have with her
1: no i'm done i graduated last year so oh, this happened whoop, whoop, last year yeah, thank you this happened last year is she still messaging and hey, so you i haven't blocked it but no she's not messaging me because she has no power over me now like If she needs to message me to do something, of course I won't do it. And I don't have to do it. I'm no longer a student. (laughs) Do you understand? Like, So she knows she had that power over me. And for her subject too, it's like most people that fail and repeat is because of her subject. And so I didn't want to be one of those students that... Give her any
0: reason that... Yeah,
1: yeah, I get you. But I mean, she has advanced considerably in her career now thanks to the paper she was doing during lockdown. So I mean, (laughs) now she has a new title and everything. So I mean... Congrats to her, but Charlie, you can't be abusing your power like this. And I'm not the only person she's done this to. Like, I spoke to other people who graduated and they gave me so many other stories of how, you know, she did so many very crazy things. And I don't know. I think it's sad.
0: Do you feel you would have done anything different looking back? Or you released a situation of you definitely didn't want to upset things too much, so you just put up with it and then just survive through the situation?
1: I mean looking back if i had rebelled and not done anything if i hadn't replied if i had told her no Eight, hey, like up till now i'll still be in school 10 years from now i'll still be in school because i won't graduate <laughs> and like these lecturers sure hold, yeah they hold so yeah. much power especially in the school that i was in like they hold so much power you're at their mercy and given lockdown and everything so it's like our clinical work wasn't as much as it should be so it's like our theory and our relations with the lecturers are what's held all the power so if you fool with that you'll be in school forever and me i want to move forward like low-key i low-key hate it here so i want to move forward like (laughs) i need to leave kind of thing so looking back if i had done that i wouldn't have graduated and i feel like i still would have done what i did because charlie i want to move forward i want to move forward it's painful though
0: in a situation where the dynamics are a bit more balanced in terms of like power and all of that do you feel you would actually go through if not just casting the person off but at least approaching them and letting them know that they are overstepping boundaries
1: oh yes i would i mean I'm, i'm a very direct person i i definitely would okay i feel like the person wouldn't even they wouldn't even have like they wouldn't even approach me with such a thing because if the powers were balanced if the if things were balanced they wouldn't even come to me with that kind of thing because they know i wouldn't like there are boundaries i wouldn't allow you to overstep those boundaries kind of thing i'm pretty direct so that wouldn't even happen in the first place yeah
0: is that more a function of in your relationships you pretty much set boundaries expectations with other people for it not to happen because you sounded very confident in that never happening
1: <laughs> like in my relationships
0: well like your yeah, friends family like you know with everyone yeah
1: um for most of them yes i do i do but for <laughs> but for r- romantic relationships no i don't <laughs> it's like there are kind of no boundaries so that's what causes a lot of conflict but for normal everyday common man relationships yeah there are boundaries
0: i do want to i do want to dive and ask why there are no boundaries with relationships but i also don't want to ask you to oh no it's not
1: personal (laughs) i'll just give a a general (laughs) answer like in romantic relationships i feel like People tend to lose, nothing, yeah, and people tend to lose themselves, okay, in, especially in relationships where they really like the person, like you get. So it's like you lose yourself, you lose sense of who you are, of your values, of your boundaries, and it's like Charlie, you end up getting involved in so many different conflicts because you've lost sight of who you are and kind of things. So I feel like maybe if I really like a person, well, when I was younger, when I really liked a person, that's how things were.
0: But now that you're older and smarter and wiser, you're going to have boundaries, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: maybe. Oh, maybe.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, that was not an enthusiastic yes. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, what will happen will happen.
1: <laughs> Charlie, what will happen will happen. I mean, it's hard. It's hard to navigate. Uh, and yeah. it takes a lot of therapy. It takes a lot of therapy. It takes a lot of introspection. It takes a lot. It takes maturity, Charlie.
0: Yeah, and that's... That's the work aspect as well because then you also have to have that conversation with the other person, not just with yourself and
1: Mm.
0: it can't take the fun out of the excitement of yeah, we're in a relationship. It's like, well, we are doing homework now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I see that um yeah so you're gonna say something
1: So i just wanted to add one more thing i feel like in ghana there is a lot of abuse of power when it comes to teacher-student relationships because i've heard many stories of even students in university of ghana like like maybe this student will go to this professor for help for her <coughs> thesis or her project work and they'll end up publishing that person's work without even making that person who came to the lecturer become a co-author and things there that's are things wild. happening oh
0: that's wild
1: yeah are so many things happening but we can't we can't come out with them because we're at the mercy of these older people and we want to like move forward in our careers you know so it's like there's so much happening that people don't know about and i think it's it's painful it makes it makes going to school in ghana very painful and this is just abuse of power in the academic sense there's so much abuse of power like when it comes to workspaces women.
0: and everything yeah
1: yeah it's it's disgusting and something has to be done about it honestly but i don't think in our lifetime there will be i'm not trying to be pessimistic i'm just saying
0: no i mean i definitely do was stray on the pessimistic side of most social issues but it's it's particularly telling that given the eagle eye documentary everything that went down Mm. and the the results and reaction basically has been nothing Mm -mm. yeah i think your your reaction is fair it will be surprising if anything changes anytime soon. That's that's quite disappointing and depressing <laughs> and notes yeah, to end it's, on. <laughs>
1: it's painful. Yeah. But we hope for a brighter tomorrow.
0: It's a hope that kills you, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hope that kills you. You are best not hoping and just like powering through. And then hopefully you salvage enough of your soul and childlike ignorance to be a successful adult otherwise yeah and
1: and not to also do the same thing that was done to you to others like just don't do it be 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 part of the change try and be part of the change in your small way
0: that bit gets difficult because they are fighting i get it when i was when i was a bit younger i really genuinely did believe my generation was going to be the one that you know change for the better because all my friends were all yeah let's do the right thing let's let's be different and as we grow older, as we find ourselves in creeping slowly to positions of power,
1: well, you, West.
0: See, you see people default, and just because that's how things are done.
1: That is cool, yeah.
0: And I'm really trying to get mine and dip out because I can't yeah. be on the front line <laughs> for people who,
1: yeah,
0: yeah it's, it sucks. It sucks. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was my conclusion too.
1: <laughs>
0: that was gonna be my conclusion too.
1: Ugh.
0: Oh, man. And on that depressing note... <laughs> <laughs> On that freaking depressing note, thank you so much for joining us, Dakoa. Can you please plug your socials and also where listeners can find your reviews or recommendations? So your website, yeah.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, So I haven't reviewed a book in a while, but my what? website is Okay. I'm on Twitter at Awodi. A-W-O-D-Triple-E and on Instagram at African Book Addict. Yeah, that's the bookstagram of Instagram. So yeah, you can check me out there.
0: Awesome. That's it. Um, Listeners, we'll definitely have all these links in the episode notes. Again, if you've enjoyed the episode, do share with a friend and another and another. And yeah, Dakuwa speaking for listeners, whenever you do post a new review or something, definitely share with us. Hopefully in 2021, soon. We would love to like, yeah. Of course,
1: this year, yes
0: i mean yeah right <laughs> no pressure yeah yeah we'll I definitely... will. I'll,
1: I'll share with you guys
0: sounds good remember listeners again to use the hashtag #GCRBadEnergy energy across twitter and instagram to share your bad energy experiences we will be on the lookout for them follow us on twitter at gold coast reports and instagram the gold coast reports it's been cyril with the book obsessed aqua and we are this
1: has been a gold coast reports production Catch up on episodes and discover more shows from our network on listen to ListenToGCR.com.
0: So on the flip side, what genre would you always be up for? If someone was to give to you a book and they're like, what would she like? What genre would it be 80% of the time a hit?
1: I like fiction. Fiction and I know is very that's broad. Very know. broad, <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs>
1: um, maybe literary fiction, historical fiction.
0: You know, that's virgin clothes like it's a couple steps removed from romance. No, it's not. What I'm thinking is you could have historic fiction with a romance theme. Oh. That's why that's why that's what I'm saying. A couple steps, you're like you're side by side at this point.
1: <laughs> okay, well, for most of the historical fiction books I've read, yeah. romance is just like one percent of what the story is about. But I like literary fiction, um historical fiction.
0: So full on drama then. A historical fiction
1: drama. Yeah. Drama with some history, you know, retold history with good character development, good plots, good writing. Yeah.
0: Okay, that's fair.
1: When people show you who they are, why don't you believe them? Why must you be shown 29 times before you can see who they really are? Why can't you get it the first time?